0: Welcome to episode 149 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. So, I've been back from the fringe adventure that I was on out east for, oh well, a couple of weeks now. And uh, I have to admit that I'm feeling a little... A little block. I've been i while I was on tour, I was very much concentrating on the performance aspect and I did not touch the writing at all. And now that I'm back and uh, I feel like I should be writing, in fact there's projects I want to be working on. I'm finding myself struggling with that. Because as as I, I've I i do not know if I've said it here, but I've said before, writing is a muscle. And the more you use it, the, the better you get. But if you don't use it, like any muscle, it will weaken an atrophy. So I've actually spent much of the summer, because I was working on presenting the commandment and rehearsing and everything, not uh, writing. Um, and I feel like I am now facing a struggle. Uh, in fact, I am facing a struggle uh, to keep writing um, or to at least get started. Uh, I keep feeling like... Uh, that i'm blocked that that there's something that i'm having difficulty with the writing and uh i think it's because i'm putting a lot of pressure on myself i know i am um I, I i'm expecting myself to just be able to to write the way that i was before i i took a break from it and that's just not the way that the that the creative brain works um have you ever had that i mean i'm, I'm wondering if you have, are a writer or a creator and you've taken some time away or or forced yourself to take some time away what are the tricks that you've used to 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 bring yourself back to the way that the the, the practice that you had before um, if you feel like telling me or dropping me a line, remember that you can find stage really on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at stage really pod. You can find the website at stage dot podcast.com. If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby. And my website is philrickaby.com. Let me know, uh, what your tricks are. Let's get to the show. My guests this week are Thea Fitzjames and Wes Babcock. Both are performers and creators, and also the curators and hosts of Dark Day Monday, which is a monthly performance series featuring artists who defy expectations and break boundaries. The next Dark Day Monday, as of this recording, is October 8th. Watch the Dark Day Monday website and socials for updates. You'll find those in the show notes. And make sure that you follow them uh uh even further than just for the upcoming show because i like it's a month it's a monthly show so make sure that you check out their offerings and see what's happening it's a it's a it's a a great uh, uh a great monthly way to see new performers trying new things and also to socialize which is something we don't get to do very often so i highly recommend it So you guys, um, Thea and and Wesley, did I get the right? Just Wes. Just Wes? Okay.
1: You know, it's like when people use their middle name on Facebook. Oh, say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: Wes. Um, So you guys are curators of Dark Day Monday? That's true. What what is Dark Day Monday? Give me the the capsule. Do you want to take this?
2: Uh, Sure. Um, Okay, so basically uh, we are a monthly performance series that... Tries to curate or offer a stage for things that aren't typically seen on stage. Okay. So that can either be something that falls in between disciplines. You know, it's not quite comedy, it's not quite theater, or it's not quite dance, and yeah. it's not quite storytelling, it's somewhere kind of in between, or it can be kind of more politically challenging works, um, or a lot of kind of emerging writers find us as well. Emerging artists okay. sort of uh, tend to sort of kind of want to make a mess on... Um, <coughs> Uh, on whatever the stages mm-hmm. that we're doing. Okay. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, that's I, what we're doing.
1: I described it to someone today who I met for the first time, uh, who I was like sort of pitching the show to. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you know that thing that you made that you're like, where am I ever going to do this? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to do it for us. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Where? What is it that inspired you to, to start putting this together? And how long has it been going on for?
2: We're do, We're going on this number eight, so eight. Eight will months. be October. Yeah. Okay. So we've, we've been done doing every month
1: since March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we sort of conceived of the idea uh, on New Year's Eve. We were eating cheese <laughs> at my apartment. <laughs> and uh, we just sort of thought to ourselves, you know what this city doesn't really have enough of? A, a curated cabaret hmm. sort of series that features like artistically challenging work.
0: Hmm.
2: And I think we were really inspired. Like we met on the fringe circuit. Yeah. We're, we're fringe friends. And I think we were really inspired by the sort of like one night cabarets that happen um, Ooh, yeah. on the fringe that kind of bring <coughs> different artists together uh, to do things they would never normally do. Or, yeah. or, um, and I think we were inspired to sort of bring that kind of show to Toronto. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then uh, something else that we, we sort of notice is missing is like, uh, a hub for fringe artists to, like, make work and gather together mm-hmm. throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And then also something that's curated, but looking at the emerging artists yeah. and, like, trying to provide a platform for them to get, like, seen by a broader community mm-hmm. th- yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to do that
0: as Yeah, well. mm-hmm. Which is great because it's kind of hard to get into the Toronto fringe. Well, yeah, or, yeah. You know, there's that. So um, what kind of stuff has, has been on... Can you describe anything oh, that's been yeah. on there before Can well you we've, had a, favorites? We, we, <laughs> we've had
1: we've had about 40 artists perform for okay. us so mm-hmm. far so we won't get into all 40 of them no. obviously <laughs> um, some of my favorites are uh, clown bubble poetry
2: oh yeah that was really good and we did a uh, I think one of our first feature artists, uh, Ingrid Hansen, uh, made puppets out of her clothes, just like all her clothes became puppets. And we sort of watched her for sort of 15 minutes, just make different puppets out of all of her clothes. That was uh, kind of... Yeah, puppetry, but also found found mm. object puppetry.
1: So, so we've had a few different clowns do some weird things. Yep. Um, we've had...
2: We've had political jugglers. We've had uh, drag queens. Stramulists, uh... the sort of
0: <laughs> kind of political juggler <laughs> thing.
2: Yeah, people? it was uh, it was juggling with um, uh, hats, with bowler hats. And it was sort of like an, uh, framed in the sort of York strike that happened okay, earlier yeah, this yeah. year. Um, basically, uh, yeah, it was... Juggling with sort of, like, anti-capitalist juggling. Oh, right then. That's nice, <laughs> maybe nice. the best way to describe it. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, nice. it was great.
1: <laughs> and we've, we've had a bunch of, like, really excellent movement pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, like, movement fused with poetry and, uh, like, s- songs mm-hmm. and just spoken word mm-hmm. stuff. And it's, like, really beautiful things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is there a particular length
0: that these things tend to be? Is it? Or,
1: s- so we have two different... Uh, Slots that mm-hmm. people can apply for. Um, and we sort of switch back and forth between which, which format we, we go with. So we always have at least four seven to 10 minute spots. And then uh, every other time it has been so far that we'd mm-hmm. like to have it more frequently, we have a 40 minute feature slot. Mm-hmm. Um, And so that just gives somebody a little bit more time to, like, really dig into something that they're experimenting on.
2: Yeah, and that's usually been, like, readings of uh, longer plays or, like, a first time that someone wants to get a piece up on their feet and try it out in front of an audience Mm. has been typically where our feature, like, just, yeah, a little longer to kind of get into the meat of a piece. Mm um mm. yeah those those are really rewarding and, and obviously we want to do more of them but it's a lot to ask yeah. an artist to sort of like there's a lot to ask uh, about. Yeah, like, are people minutes. coming
0: to you with 40 minutes or are you going to people saying like do you want to do 40 minutes or
2: we've had both yeah for sure. I think mostly people have come to us and been like, all right, I, you know, especially before the summer leading up to fringe, people are like, okay, I've written my show. Mm. I just need to try it out before I go, but into rehearsal, like I need to read it out. So we had a lot of fringe shows, Mm. um, and solo shows kind of for our feature spots, but we've definitely reached out to people as well. Um, in the early days when we were still trying to get yeah. uh, get the word out of mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: yeah how early on was ingrid's puppet madness
2: oh she was on our first our she very was our show. first feature artist. yeah she yeah. was our first feature artist yeah. yeah we reached out to ingrid yeah she's, she's kind of a
0: mad genius oh Ugh, my god she's,
2: yeah yeah we she's a part of the fringe family yeah yeah so yeah, yeah, we yeah. Love, love her yeah
0: <laughs> um because the the you described the, the those one night cabarets when mm. people get together like didn't The Merkin sisters basically come out of that. It did, yeah, yeah, it did. This massive thing, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Ingrid and Stephanie were just like, "Oh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna put this sweater on, and then the sweater becomes a puppet that is my vagina, that is a baby, that is like." And I think that was their very very Mm. first piece together was Mm. the the sweater. Yeah. The know one that they did maybe in Montreal, French, yeah. a couple years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I can't keep track, but yeah.
0: And it became a thing, like a massive yeah. thing, yeah. a massive thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, They <laughs> they sold out Edmonton last year. I don't know. They sold out. They've, they've sold sold out
0: just out been course. everywhere. Yeah, it's they, been crazy. They, they, so. they, I think they sold out the factory this summer. Like, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. They've been doing really well. It's an amazing show. Yeah, it's incredible.
0: Although not for everybody. No, no. because yeah. I don't think people, some people go in and they don't know what they're getting. There were these two old ladies who. They went from a half like maybe 15 minutes. This is stupid. <laughs> this is just stupid. To like by the end they were like, "Yes." Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't quite know where the change happened, but it definitely happened. So what you're saying is it is for everybody. I think <laughs> that people think it's not for them in yeah. the beginning yes. and then it becomes for them. Exactly. That's right. So I amend my earlier statement. <laughs> it's actually for everyone. Uh, what you guys what is your I like, one of the things I like to find out is, like, why did you choose theater, or why did theater choose you? Um, mm. What's your theater origin story?
2: Do you want to go first?
0: Sure. Um, I went to university
1: uh, to study English literature, mm-hmm. because I wanted to be a poet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I, during my first year, I took a theater elective, because I loved theater in high school, and I was like, I'm going to take a theater elective, just for fun. And then I went out to the bar with the people I was working with on this, mm-hmm. like, project that we were building and uh, met the whole, like, theater mm-hmm. student executive and it was like, oh, these people are way more fun than my, uh, all the people <laughs> in the English <laughs> department. I should study theater. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I took theater as a minor, and that's how I, like, studied theater. And then I took, like, quite a while off, like, pursuing the poetry mm-hmm. thing. And I returned to making theater, like, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's, I do like all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. So I'm a writer, I'm a producer, I'm a designer uh, and a technician. Mm -hmm. So I, I basically try to get as dirty as possible in -hmm. in the world of theater.
0: Before you went to university, Mm -hmm. um, you said you did some theater in high school, but what, what, like, do you remember what your earliest theater experience was, whether it was in the Mm -hmm. audience or, or, or participating?
1: I think my earliest, like, like the the earliest thing that I remember of theater is like mm-hmm. my childhood best friend was one of the orphans in a production of Oliver mm-hmm. and I was incredibly jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I was like I want to be in this thing. And so since then I've like just gotten more and more mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. it because it's like just something about it grabbed me. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Uh, I was an orphan in the protection of Oliver. I was <laughs> oh, so jealous. jealous. <laughs> But I was, like, too old to be, like, one of the cute orphans. So I was, like, you know, like, the, the like, older orphan. I was, like, you know, I was a teenager, so I was cast both in the adult course and the child course. <clears throat> it was a thing. Yeah. 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 I did I did theater, like, all through growing up and, uh, and also went to university planning to do something, planning to do art history. And, you know, theater just, like, I just found overnight, like, or after a year of trying to do art history courses found I was taking way more theater courses and just had already basically done my degree so (laughs) um, yeah and I I I keep like drifting away from theater and then going back Mm -hmm. I'm now finishing up my PhD in theater like it's just all I I think when I was dating I was uh people would be like okay so like you write about theater and you write shows and you perform shows yeah. like what do you do for fun i'm mm-hmm. like oh no this is this is it this like, is fun all i do. oh i see plays i guess when yeah. i'm not writing like, Isn't this fun? yeah this, this kind is of so fun? is one of those things that, that
0: people who are in theater don't quite get yeah yeah
2: They're it, Like, what else it, do, you it,
0: do you do what it's like
2: there's nothing there's
0: other <laughs> things that I should be doing you know yeah this is all i do yeah. Yeah. but you've done you've done uh solo shows and fringe sort of stuff for a while yeah
2: yeah i've been fringing for a couple of years mm-hmm. i'm still kind of green when you like you know you you realize like you're like oh i didn't know how to fringe and then you realize how the more you get into it how little you know yeah um but you know I, i've been fringing for like four years now um mm-hmm. and i have two solo shows that i've been touring uh yeah and so i think part of like why we wanted to do this as well is like we are both practitioners mm-hmm. who like we're hoping and we've like ver- never performed our own stuff on the stage but i think like wanting to have a space like if we ever wanted to workshop one of our shows mm-hmm. to like to share that with sure. us, with someone we've never had to because we have enough well, applications coming in I, we,
1: we prefer not to yeah you know sure, sure. To, yeah, yeah, yeah like it's not really for us, us yeah, yeah yeah but
2: but, <laughs> <laughs> but eventually we'll, we'll probably one of us will be like can i feature on the next one yeah
1: yeah so i mean i i'm also a performer yeah. I, I think i skipped that part yes. in my like yeah. list of I think things I that can, i do can
2: it.
1: maybe yeah um I, I toured the Fringe last summer, mm-hmm. and then um, I, I wrote a show with Nancy Kenny. Okay, and what uh, show was that? It's called. It was called Your Princesses in Another Castle. Okay, and it's now called Princess Free World Democracy Live. Okay, and we are <laughs> developing it into a seventy-minute immersive, like video projection monstrosity. Okay. Because I've thing.
0: heard of Your Prince is Another Castle, but I hadn't heard of the, the new title. So That's okay. because it's a secret. Oh my god! No. The no. news has broken now. <laughs> flash! News! Flash! Um, yeah. It's interesting what you were saying mm. about, um, you know, you think you know how to fringe, and then the more you fringe,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. the less you, you realize you know. And I think if you fringe locally, yeah. you can kind of master... Your mm-hmm. local fringe, mm-hmm. but as soon as you go to a different place, every fringe is so different. Yeah, and you can almost never master all of the fringes.
2: Yeah, I think I think a few have tried, um, and I think like John Bennett would mm-hmm. be one of the people um, that I would name as a fringe master, mm-hmm. or like Jillian English, or yeah. obviously generals Rolls. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do i even need to say his name? Uh, he's always I was always, thinking always rolls, always like with the person is yeah. in that list of yeah. yeah. Um and I like Martin Dockery and all those beautiful people, but um but it's interesting cuz I think like what I'm a big advocate for like leaving your home fringe. I mm. think um the thing I hate about Toronto fringe is how cliquey it is yes. and how how uh you know they they everyone comes out for the Toronto fringe but then we don't come out as much during the year, mm. you know? And and then when you do the Toronto fringe People are shocked to find out that like Toronto Fringe isn't the biggest fringe in Canada. And I know. That's just,
0: like I like know. the arrogance it's Like of that. It's, like, it's absolutely the arrogance. Like I love I've, Toronto, had that, but... I've had that conversation yeah. with people. You know, people like, we oh, yeah, have Edmonton, Winnipeg. those are the biggest fringes. They're like, fuck off. What?
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, no, actually. They'll, or like, they'll be like, this year we have 150 shows. And when you've done like the big fringes yeah. that have like thousands of shows, you're kind of yeah. like, oh, that's, oh, so, that's cute. so cute. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, 50, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could route. <laughs> Not to be mean to Toronto. Obviously, I no, but, here. I love it. But...
0: You know what? I think, to be honest with you, like, I, they're, when we did, we did the, the Fringe roundup at, uh, during Toronto where I get a right. bunch of people together and we have a conversation. And, and during the last one, so we did two on the last Saturday, we were brutally honest about about Fringe and some mm-hmm. of the things that needs to change. Yeah. And, and uh, they haven't reached out, but you know. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I think that I think it's a conversation that, that you have in your heart on your local Fringe because you want it to be good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you kind of demand that it needs yeah. to be good. And when it's not, when you see a problem You should speak out.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. the
1: only way things, like, can improve is with, if we can first identify the areas where it can be improved. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, if we pretend that everything is perfect, like, everything will only get worse.
0: No, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, there are people who are like, no, I don't actually want to talk about how bad Fringe I'm like, it's a lottery. What do you think? They're not going to let you in? Yeah. Well,
2: like, come,
0: well, I mean. I have, I have, I have idea, opinions. I you, do Fringe opinion. in
2: the lottery, but well, I I I'll give them I've, to myself. But you don't
0: have to. Uh, I'm, you I'm you good, good friends with to.
2: a lot of people on, okay. on, on the Exec to you, but I mean, you know, we won't get into it. Okay. 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 Well, later <laughs> yeah, 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 on another sure, podcast, I'm sure, so yeah. happy to talk yeah. about it um, <laughs> over beers.
0: But I mean, when you guys are are like you're, you're sort of like trying to build like a a community that own that exists outside mm-hmm. of that fringe community. It sounds like
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think one of the most important parts for me is the like atmosphere and like community feel of the space mm-hmm. and the show. Mm-hmm. Like just the energy in the room is. So important to Mm -hmm. me, and it's Mm -hmm. always been really, really excellent.
2: Yeah, like welcoming, very warm. Mm -hmm. I think it is a space where you can try anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, yeah,
1: we like we prioritize featuring uh queer uh performers Mm -hmm. and artists of color, and we like really make it abundantly clear that it's a space where discrimination is not cool,
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So, um
2: we make fun of ourselves a lot I don't know I find it's like mm-hmm. I think my favorite moment of our in all the shows we've done is a moment where I almost got booed off my own stage because <laughs> <laughs> it was the theme of the show was lies and deceit mm-hmm. and so me and Wes told a bunch of like lies to each other like that, or lies that we typically tell and mm-hmm. like, explained why we tell them and one of the lies that I tell a lot is I loved your show like
0: after yeah.
2: and mm-hmm. the audience vibe like was so against <laughs> me but it was so funny like it was we were all like like, like it was like beautiful how yeah. they were against me they're like be honest like just be honest if you don't like someone's show I'm like you can't be honest in this town like and and it was this like beautiful energy of like of, a, of mm. me kind of digging my heels and people being like boo it was so much fun it was a very loving boo. yeah i'm yeah. sure it was a very loving group yeah.
0: it, it's interesting because you know you can't say to somebody they didn't like you didn't like like after the show you can't be like yeah. i didn't like that
2: yeah i maybe I, a couple
0: weeks when the show's yeah. closed but not during. You can't. You can't no. really.
2: No, you can't. I think. Well, I think there's a way. I'm not. I'm very honest with my friends mm-hmm. when I don't like their shows. But I think there's a way to do it. See. See. Yeah. And then. And then. And then they. <laughs> and then they'd all be booing. <laughs> they like, "Yeah, right." I tend to <laughs> opt
0: for silence mm-hmm. if I don't like mm-hmm. the show.
2: People were telling me that night to say thank you for your work. To say that, which just I think is a so cop out.
0: It is. A, it, is yeah. a, it is a cop out.
2: It's <laughs> not. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. But like, they must have like it must have. They must have turned on you pretty quickly. It was very, was that the hard like, was that the hardest truth that you guys told. Was that the one that got the no. most the most reaction? Or that was
2: the one that got the most reaction in terms <clears throat> of like how relatable <clears throat> it was and how funny it was. Like, it's a really it's like a white lie yeah. that in our community is very relatable. the The lie that was the worst was probably one of yours. No.
1: Oh, probably. Like,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wes, once can I say? Yeah. Uh,
1: sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go
2: ahead. <laughs> Wes once told someone he loved them when he didn't love them. So one of his lies was, I love you too. Uh, and I was damn. like, oh, yeah, that sucks. I mean, who hasn't? Done that? <laughs> but everyone's done everyone's that. It's done true. That. That's true. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what
0: do you guys, is there something in particular that you guys, like, what would you like to see this become in the long run? Like, it's been eight months. Yeah. If you do this for two years, what would you like to see it be? Oh, man.
2: Well, we have big plans in the pipe, coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. So we are having, this is a, like, there's some, might be some big announcements soon for us. So we'll just like leave that as a little teaser. Um, I think we're also talking about, um, as we, as we continue to grow and as our community grows to become a producing body. So to actually produce full length shows, um, under our, our name and under our banner, Um, and I think we definitely want to keep being, I mean, there's a world in which we start doing a weekly and then we kill each oh. other. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, all, that, sounds, fall lo- that, that sounds
1: lovely uh, <laughs> and terrifying at the same time. I, 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 I really it. love the monthly model. Yeah, me too. I've, like in two years, it would be like stupendous if we had like, you know, 80 people who showed up yeah. every month. Yeah. yeah. And like enough submissions that we could be like, oh, I like, I'm not really into that one. I really am into these five, like, let's do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, just, like, more engagement, you know? Like, more of the same is all I can say. Like, that's, we're just trying to take what we have right now and just, like, sort of, like, grow it or really organically and slowly. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. like, taking care to make sure that the community that we develop, like, feeds back into itself
2: yeah we're paying our artists we -hmm. we offer feedback if it's if it's invited obviously not if it's not invited. um but we we really do we are playing the long game in terms of building a community Mm -hmm. and building a name for ourselves Hmm. and and building ourselves as a as a platform um for people to come and try new stuff yeah um you know people we've never called ourselves a new works um platform but people are coming to us being like oh it's a show for new works right and we're like yeah i mean it's a show for old works as well but like yeah come try your new stuff. Um, and so I think that's been really nice to feel like people are have already identified us mm. as a place where they can kind of cut their teeth on an idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're like really looking to like embrace that because some of the most exciting stuff that we've had on our stage has been like really new and really raw yeah, and yeah. really exciting. Yeah. So how, how
0: do people uh, like, how do people apply?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: well you just go to darkdaymonday.com slash
2: apply. Yeah,
1: all right. And or on our a, Facebook page. Yeah, there's a little Google form. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that complicated, um, but also it's pretty important that you fill it out with like some thoughtfulness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I
2: think it takes probably about 15 minutes to fill out. Yeah, with yeah. like with like you know no, you know your bio, your pitch, like sort of what mm-hmm. you want to do. We've definitely have not taken people because they've just sort of phoned it in. Mm-hmm. And we've been like, oh, well, if you're going to phone in this form, what? What says that you won't phone in your performance, you yes. know? And, yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. and yeah. we've also curated people we don't know and have never met based on the quality of their application. Most
1: of the people yep. that we've put on the stage, nice. we've, we've never, never, never seen. <laughs> right. yeah. So it's based purely on the thing that they send
2: us. Yeah, which is which right. is That's exciting. Kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: very exciting. when you guys <laughs> when you guys at this is it just performance is there socializing is there like what happens in the course of the night
1: yeah so there's like you know the doors open half an hour before people mm-hmm. socialize there's an intermission that's like usually sort of brief and then we often hang out afterwards a bit as well yeah um nice. and we're looking to expand on the afterward hangout to like really sort of make it into more of a,
0: community. a lingering community yeah. space yeah. sort of thing because we do have very few of those outside of whatever passes for a fringe club each Mm. year. Um, There aren't a whole lot of times when, when the theater community for want of a better word comes together Mm -hmm. and and has the opportunity to, to come together,
2: Mm -hmm. which
0: I think is, is, you know, to be able to, to expand that would be, would be really great. Yeah. Well, so for
1: example, our next, our next show, uh, we're trying out a new venue for our October uh, Mm -hmm. show so, I announced it as a surprise in September, and I thought we would reveal the surprise today. Oh, okay. Wh- which is that uh, we're going to be at the Array Space, okay. which is like a music uh, performance venue, uh, sorted down by Strawn and between Queen and King. it's okay.
2: like just across from Trinity Bellwoods, no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, just yeah. near Trinity yeah. Bellwoods.
1: Um, and. So we, we have access to that space for a little more time than mm-hmm. we normally have access to our performance space. And so we're going to hang out for a while afterwards. Nice. We're going
2: to be giving away beers, just giving them away. Wow. Yeah. It's just true. giving beer. Wow. Free beer. Free beer. <laughs> <laughs> there will be free beer at our event. Um, so yeah, we are trying to sort of look at, we, we've been at Burdock and we love Burdock. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an, it's an incredible space, uh, the music hall there. Um, but we're just sort of like seeing what, what are, what we are outside of that space. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then, and then in the new year we might have some other announcements.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just to talk a little bit more about your creative lives outside of Dark Day Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Thea, I know that mm-hmm. you've, you've performed some some solo shows. You have two solo shows that you've taken yeah. to, to Fringes. Uh, Wes. Uh, when you're writing, do you write solo? Do you write, like, what kind of things are you drawn to in terms of your writing? So uh,
1: Nancy and I are still developing uh, Princess Free World Democracy Live. <laughs> uh, so that's like that's a duo show with uh, voiceovers, uh, poetry, mm-hmm. projections, all sorts of multimedia experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also writing a, a more poetic solo show that's going to feature... Um, movement-based text interpretation and projection design.
0: Oh, mm. wow. Okay.
1: So mm. uh, sort of bringing in the poetic background mm. that I, like, developed my craft as a writer for, mm-hmm. you know, a, quite a while, not doing my school assignments and then subsequently, mm-hmm. and making writing a solo
0: show as well. Do you find that you're, you're particularly interested in adding multimedia to what you're doing because this is these are two things that you've described to me that involve um some media like video and things like that yeah well my my the
1: job that makes me money is that i'm a theater technician right and mm-hmm. a lighting designer okay and a set designer so integrating the technical elements of stagecraft mm-hmm. into my creative process mm-hmm. i think is like it's how i create yeah so like i'm not actually a projection designer but Mm -hmm. like i can imagine a really cool thing happening with projections and like Mm -hmm. the the imagining of it helps me create the Mm -hmm. text of it Mm -hmm. and then when i'm i'm going to contract a a projection designer to like reinterpret the text that came from my like imaginings of their projection design Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I have patterns. a real, a real fascination with the idea of like live projection mapping and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. this kind of stuff that you can, that you can do to transform a space just with, in, in, with the technology that we have, that we have now that can really change things. So, yeah. Yeah. Not the like PowerPoint presentation no, sort of no. projections, but like
1: the, <clears throat> oh my God, it's all changing. Yeah, We're under, yeah. like, where are we? What's mm.
0: happening? Yeah. Oh my God, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. 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 Which just sounds really fascinating and awesome. Have you have you managed to, to play with that much before, or, or is this uh, kind of new for you? This
1: will be the, the a new venture. Nice.
0: Yeah. Nice. I always like tackling something something brand new like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how this is going to work, but let's find out if it does.
1: I have this instinct that it's
0: this is the right thing yeah. for this project. Yeah, nice. So. Thea, your two mm-hmm. solo shows... Um, mm-hmm. First off, I... What are they like? What were they based on? Like, where did they come from? Yeah.
2: Um, so it's the two shows that I've written. <laughs> uh, one's called Naked Ladies. The other one is called Drunk Girl, mm-hmm. um, and they are both uh, very much inspired. One of them is is literally me on stage. Naked Ladies is literally me on stage naked telling uh the history of naked ladies in performance mm-hmm. so it's a very it's a lecture um it is not a burlesque show it is not like a sex show but it is a lecture that i tell naked uh while analyzing the sort of history of objectification mm-hmm. of a female body i talk about porn i talk about um Uh, Body shaming, Mm -hmm. I talk about, uh, oh god, uh, performance art, Um, you know, all those terrifying, wonderful things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sexual assault, yada yada yada. Um, You know, sexual assault, you know? Okay, sorry. (laughs) That's not a funny joke. but yeah, very like so. It's a serious show. It's been it's done very well. It's, um, and and so that's just me. And I talk about my life and talk about silly mm-hmm. stories of being naked as a kid. But then more serious stories around sexual assault. Yeah. Um. My second show is more like inspired by uh, my life. So drunk girl is about uh, the drunk girl, the character of the drunk girl, and how she is, um, uh, how how can we reclaim her to be a sort of radical feminist? Mm -hmm. Can we take this image of the drunk girl that we see walking down King street, sort of clip clopping in uh, in, you know, January and like short shorts. And we're like, who would do that? (laughs) Can I, can I actually find out who she is? Mm -hmm. Can I bring her to life? Can I make us fall in love with her? Can Mm -hmm. I have her rip our hearts out and eat it? And then we still kind of love her at the end of the day. Like I'm sort of Mm -hmm. was, I, I was a drunk girl and mm-hmm. I'm fascinated with the the demonizing of that character. And so I wrote mm-hmm. a play around her, around that period of my life, around my mum's alcoholism, around why women drink, mm-hmm. and kind of brought it into the show about women and drinking mm-hmm. and sexual assault. Um, yeah, because it always makes... Uh, my shows are often about sexual okay, assault. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Um,
0: yeah. And where have you guys... What fringes have you guys traveled to before with, with your shows? Uh, well, I've been to... Tampa Fringe
1: and Orlando Fringe in Florida. And then uh, I've also been to Halifax, Ottawa, London, uh, Winnipeg, Vancouver.
2: I've done... okay, Uh, East to West. I've never done Halifax. I really want to do it because I have family there, but uh, uh, I've done Montreal, um, Ottawa. I've never done Toronto, but I've reviewed and hung Mm. out a whole lot. Um... Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, Perth, Australia, uh, which is called the World Fringe, uh, Adelaide, um, Australia. And I think that's it. I got into the Wellington ones, but I didn't. I skipped it. I didn't go. Mm. Didn't Mm. go. Got into New Zealand, but I didn't go to New Zealand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did you find?
0: Like, is there, I mean, as we said, everything Mm. is different. Are there particular differences that you've noticed aside from? Toronto's thing with itself. Yeah. Um. Outside of outside of uh, Toronto and traveling, like even outside of Canada, are there particular things that you've noticed that are absolutely yeah.
2: I mean the the fringes. I mean I think the Canadian model is so so beautiful because it is a lottery, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, I've also done Singapore Fringe, but that's, sorry, that's a whole other story. Um, that just made me think of it. Because um, <laughs> it's a lottery here in Canada, but it's not outside. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're what are called open access festivals, like, so the Edinburgh Fringe and the Australian Fringes and most of the, most other fringes, and even a lot of the fringes in the States are open access, so anyone with a venue can put on a show. Mm. But what ha- it ends up happening is the venues kind of have a monopoly on what shows yeah. run. Yeah. Um, And so everyone's trying to get into the sort of hubs and Mm -hmm. they take a huge amount um, of the artist sales. And it's really like even just this past year in Perth, um, Australia, one of the major hubs of the Australian of of that fringe went under. And literally to this day, um, artists from who were performing in Perth have not been paid. Um, yeah, so they I did, did their idea, yeah. yeah they did their show for like a month and never got paid and are out some artists are say they're out seventy thousand yeah. dollars like we're talking like big money yeah, so yeah. it's really mm. interesting um, that that model the financial model is completely different and I think yeah. it makes it a very different fringe because you're hustling yeah. like I have never hustled <laughs> like I've hustled in Adelaide mm-hmm. like it makes edmonton seemed like just this most you know people go to edmonton they're like oh it's really hard and i'm like oh compared to adelaide where i'm literally like giving away tickets for free yeah because tom green is playing next to me and there's no and would you rather see my feminist solo show or would you rather see tom green yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's a different mm. kind of vibe it's and they're huge there's huge huge mm. festivals um but they're so much fun yeah. uh they're crazy mm. you really start to you really got to love your craft to, <laughs> to flyer in Adelaide yeah. with the people. I mean, who- I've
0: heard a lot of people talk about, you know, like the Edinburgh yeah. thing and then how hard that is yeah, with 3,000 yeah, yeah. shows and everybody yeah. scrambling yeah. to get eyes on their show. They yeah. had 4,000 last year. 4,000
2: Fuck. That's your Fucking God Isn't that damn. crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking just like, crazy. <laughs> I don't even...
0: People, like, I have people who, like, know Fringe, and they're like, so, I know you did a couple of Fringes this year. Are you ready for Edinburgh? I'm like, fuck no. Yeah,
2: I know. Every year, I'm like, maybe this is the year I'll do Edinburgh, and they're like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> It's like, what? I can make money in Edmonton, or I could lose just so much money exactly. in Edinburgh, exactly. so. Uh,
0: do you, I mean, having done both of those, do you have a, do you, do you prefer the Canadian model, or do you find that the outside of Canada model, where you have to hustle so much, and you've got so much money on the line. Yeah. Pushes you further?
2: I I feel like I really, like, you cannot do a show you hate Mm. in those fringes because you will hate everyone in Mm. your life, you know? Like, everything about that model is very challenging, and because of those challenges, you've got to love what you do. Mm. So it is this kind of wonderful thing where, you know if you've just convinced strangers like after arguing with them to come see your show and they see your show and you're doing your show and you're like oh my show isn't good (laughs) you know like that is like a reality check so it it really makes you be on your game as an artist and Mm. it makes you really believe in what you're selling Mm. um and and i i've had that i have seen like a lot of shows in edmonton even or in toronto where people are selling them super hard and i'm like this isn't like, a good show, you know, you would, you would, you know, like, you really have to believe what you're doing, um, yeah, and that, for me, was what the, the, the international fringes did for me, Mm. was really, made made me really sure about Mm. the work I'm doing, um, and really sure about the product I was selling, and really kind of savvy about the fact that I am selling a product, um, um, yeah, and it makes all the other fringes feel really fun and easy, makes Canada feel safe and warm, comparatively, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, it is.
0: That's it's, good. It's an incredible... Yeah. I mean,
2: it kind of the reason people come internationally to do the Canadian Fringes is because they're awesome fringes. Like, yeah. audiences come out, like, mm-hmm. it's not oversaturated. There are only 150 shows, which yeah. sounds ridiculous to say, but, you know, there's... You can see almost... In Ottawa, you can see them all. There's only yeah. 50 shows in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a, a, just a really cool opportunity that you don't get outside of Canada.
0: No, that's true. That's true. Mm. Uh, you don't... You certainly don't have as much on the line. Yeah. If yeah. You're, if you're coming from away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back to Dark Day Monday. What's your theme coming up for this? You're in a new new venue. Do you guys yeah. set a theme every... Every
1: Every month has a theme. Okay. And mm-hmm. do you
0: guys decide on this theme and like put it out to people and they pitch it? Or do you decide on the theme from what you've chosen?
1: Uh, mm-hmm. we, we decide on the themes ahead of time mm-hmm. and suggest them to people to mm-hmm. apply based on. Uh, so the theme for October is, Nevertheless, She Persisted. Mm.
0: Okay.
2: Which is an Elizabeth Warren uh, line earlier this year. Um, She said it, um, or it was said about her Mm -hmm. um, when she was uh, participating in a filibuster. So uh, a sort of invitation for feminist works, for political works, for Mm -hmm. theater, for social change. Mm -hmm. For Uh,
1: works about women overcoming things. Yeah,
2: yeah, Mm -hmm. for persistence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think we, we offer our themes as suggestions, um, as sort of writing prompts. Like if, Mm. if, if we get an incredible thing that doesn't fit our theme, we'll still program it. Sure. Um, but, but.
1: Or if we get an incredible thing and we're like, Hey, this actually fits the theme we're doing in two months. Uh, would you mind waiting till then? Yeah. 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 You know? And if they're like, no, I'm really only available this time, we'll probably be like,
0: okay, cool. Let's do it now then. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. is there... Sorry, I lost my train of thought. So I got caught up in that. Um, I should really edit this. The, my silence is out, but I don't. <laughs> uh, I like when people see that I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> what are uh, like? We've talked about what you guys, you know, what the possibility you know, possibility down the road doing this mm-hmm. weekly. Which you would have to be sure that the audience is not saturated for this this kind of thing. But um, what what's your? Have you seen a consistent audience coming out for this? Have you seen um the same people coming out we have a few regulars
1: but there's actually quite a lot of new faces every time Mm -hmm. um i think it has to do with the artists that we're picking Mm -hmm. so the artists often bring a large or like a a certain percentage of the audience to see each artist Mm -hmm. um it would be really like some audience members have come like quite regularly Mm. um know my parents have been to like four of them so <laughs> uh
2: but and also like i think a lot of artists who have done it in the past come to see the next mm-hmm. one or as audience members which is the kind of vibe we're trying to i was encourage. actually curious about that yeah.
0: if, if a lot of the artists are coming back repeatedly
2: uh, i've seen quite a few yeah, yeah i'd see them say the majority are are if they don't if they don't have a, something to do that month or if they don't want to pitch it they'll just come and watch nice. um and we definitely are hoping that happens. We're hoping yeah. that crossover happens. Yeah. Well, it's kind of
0: like that. Sort of builds that community. Sort of
2: exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: and we're definitely open to like reprogramming an artist a few months later mm. after they've already done something yeah. for us to do something else.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's it it's not necessarily just for new works. It's for for work that maybe doesn't have a. A particular venue right now or a particular audience it's challenging work it's
2: yeah i think like for instance like we've had a comedy uh we had a show um about motherhood mm-hmm. that was the theme for mother's day we had a motherhood show and someone did a uh, comedy on getting an abortion mm-hmm. and so you know like that is it was a straight up comedy set it was yeah. straight stand up um and yet would it always find a home you know at comedy bar maybe right. not you know yeah. like because of the cause of the and mm. cause of the energy and it was a hilarious like hilarious bit um yeah. but you know we we are more interested in programming that kind of stuff more mm. like uh we had one artist who was like uh is it too much if i like throw a lemon into the audience and i'm like throw that lemon do it like, can i make a mess i'm like make a mess you know i think we want we're mm. really in- we want to encourage uh people who are like Oh, i'm not normally allowed to do this in plays can i do this mm. um and we want to say yes yes you can uh, yeah
0: yeah well i mean that's i think we're often at like thinking about do we have permission to do a particular thing Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. can i break the this this fourth wall can i can i go out here can i throw a lemon in the audience? yeah yeah. Yeah. well
1: like as artists you know wondering like do i have permission Mm -hmm. is like sort of stunting to the creativity of the thing to the art Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know like we want to give people permission to do the thing that they want to do mm. like sure check in with us if you like want to know do I have permission but like like I want I want to encourage people to be like I think I, I think artistically my piece needs me to do this thing that I've yeah. never done before mm. and yeah. never seen happen on a stage
0: yeah I want to be like cool Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we do We do in, in, in the theater world, we are given permission so often that it's sometimes hard to think that we don't need it.
2: Hmm. Hmm, that's interesting. You know, interesting. there's somebody,
0: even if it's like the fringe lottery, we are waiting for something hmm. to, to be the, our gatekeeper to put mm-hmm. us on the stage or to give us a, a, a space to perform. So it's good to have a spot where... You can say yes. I will do this. I will throw this lemon. I will mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever it is you're going to do. Well,
2: and and also the, that's interesting because there's this uh, idea that that the Toronto fringe is the strictest, most rule based mm. fringe in all of the Canadian fringes, which there's, I've heard many times. Yes, yeah, I have I've heard and experienced, mm-hmm. um, and I think there is an, and that that rings true in Toronto as well. I think that yeah. comes from the Toronto theater community Mm -hmm. uh which is has a lot of union rules has a lot of you know like uh only certain people up on certain ladders which are all good rules um and i think we are sort of trying to within that culture of rules trying to break some rules Mm. (laughs) Mm. only the good ones or only the bad ones i don't know only the ones that that hold us back Honestly, not the ones that keep us safe and keep us honest um, but yeah Mm. yeah
0: And the date of the next uh, Dark Day Monday is the eighth of October.
1: October 8th 8th. That is Thanksgiving Monday. Yeah. So once you get back, once you (laughs) you, you get back from the whatever obleness of having dinner with
0: your family,
2: yeah,
1: adopted or biological, um, (laughs) come
0: to Dark Day Monday. Yeah. Shake off that turkey coma and uh, drink some free
2: beer. Drink (laughs) free beer. Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for coming on. I really like this. So much
2: having us. Yeah.
0: We had a great time.